0: Hey, welcome back to All well, That's Interesting, the Bust Out Your Tyvek Coveralls Because Shit's Getting Hazardous edition. Today, today is episode 126, Lost Radioactive Capsule, somewhere in Australia. Mm-hmm. And how much SPF is needed for a trip to the sun. Uh, my friends, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am so damn glad you're joining me today because what a day it is. In the first half of the show, we've got your classic nuclear whoopsie-daisy. It happened just a few weeks ago, so you may have heard about it on the socials out there. Authorities in Western Australia warned the general public out there, uh, heads up, we lost a thing. Uh, That thing was an itty-bitty capsule containing a radioactive isotope of cesium. And it fell off a truck. Yeah. Now, you probably have a lot of questions, but don't worry. Don't worry. Well, maybe a little. If you or someone you know is in Western Australia, don't worry, I've got a few answers for you. Um, we're going to find out what exactly that capsule is, what in the holy hell it's used for, how it got lost, and what could happen if you were to be the lucky person who stumbled upon it. And uh, yeah, we're also going to ask the question, answer the question, uh, did anyone actually find it? <laughs> so <laughs> there's fun stuff ahead there. Then after the break, more damage to the human body. That's right. We're riding off into the terrible vastness of space and heading for the sun. My friends, it was actually asked, quote, Assuming that SPF works as it purports, what SPF would you need for a one-hour trip to the surface of the sun? End quote. That's right. This bonkers question means it's time for everyone's favorite news segment. That's right. It's called Let's Read from a Book, Motherfucker. And we are sticking with Randall Munroe's What If volume two, because Jesus Christ, why the fuck not? As per usual, the answer to these types of questions will leave you in awe and in fear, and I cannot wait to tell you how much sunscreen you'll need to survive, although (laughs) there are no guarantees. Oh, and if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock, business goose. I am kicking it solo on this end of the mic, but again, don't worry. We are all hopping on a plane to Australia. Now, I think we can all agree, Australia is, um, it's big. It's pretty goddamn big. Please take a moment and picture it in your mind. There it is, fantastic. Now I'd like you to point to the top northwest corner. There, my friends, is the town of Newman. And please keep pointing and move your finger all the way to the bottom southwest corner. And here's a little place that'll sound familiar. Here is Perth. Now, that line you made is roughly 1,400 kilometers long, or 870 miles long, and it's called the Great Northern Highway. And somewhere within that hell of a stretch is a tiny, tiny capsule full of radioactive material. Let's get into it. Back on January 10th of this year, near our little town of Newman, a truck left a mining site belonging to the mining giant Rio Tinto. On the truck there were just a couple of things in need of repair, including a gauge used to detect levels of radioactivity. Inside that gauge is an ever so tiny container or capsule used to calibrate it. My friends, I'm talking tiny. Head on over to our social media stuffs and have a look for yourself, okay? I'll give you a second. It kind of looks like a battery you might put in a watch when we used to have batteries and we used to wear watches. (laughs) It's a mere 8 millimeters by 6 millimeters or 0.3 inches by 0.2 inches. If none of that makes any fucking sense for you, honestly, just picture something on the tip of your finger. Now, inside that tiny bit of space, well, it's not entirely clear what material is inside. But we do have a pretty good idea because in the alert sent out by the Western Australian government via the website (gasps) emergency.wa.gov.au... Well, it mentions cobalt-60 and cesium-137. There you go. Also, put a pin in that alert, because we're going to get back to that. But in the meantime, let's get back to the truck. The truck went on its merry way south along the Great Northern Highway for six totally normal days, (laughs) on track and on time, scheduled for arrival on January 16th at what's been called a radiation service company. Now, on that day, the truck pulled up and unloaded all the things, it was simply business as usual. Let's fast forward nine days, shall we? Quote, It was not until the 25th, late morning, when they opened the delivery to reveal that the gauge had fallen apart, was damaged in transit, and that the actual capsule was discovered missing, which is when authorities were first notified said Daryl Ray, the acting superintendent for the Western Australia's Department of Fire and Emergency Services. Daryl said that in a news conference. Now, I know what you may be thinking, but, uh, did this gauge just crumble into pieces? It doesn't sound like a device used by a mining company to detect radiation should do that. <laughs> well, yeah, my friends, you're right. You're not the only one a little dumbfounded. Uh, the WA chief health officer, Andrew Robertson said there were screws missing from the protective gauge holding the capsule uh, when it was discovered missing, yeah. Quote, these gauges are designed to be robust and to be used in industrial settings where they may be exposed to weather and vibration, so it's unusual for a gauge to come apart like this one has. (laughs) He said in that same news conference. Quote, we are conducting an investigation on all of the circumstances from when it was originally transported, from the mine site, the whole uh, whole of the transportation route, and then it's handling on arrival in Perth. End quote. Well, my friends, what can I say? Fucking screws. Fucking screws. At some point during those six days, screws, uh, screws jiggled loose, and a radioactive object the size of a little pill rolled out onto a 900-mile highway. Maybe. They're looking into it. Speaking of which, where do you even fucking begin? For all we know, some cute marsupial pocketed it, or it's embedded inside the tire groove of some old lady's car. Well, here's what they're not doing. As Daryl Ray told the press, quote, What we're not doing (laughs) is trying to find a tiny little device by eyesight. We are using radiation detectors to locate its gamma rays, end quote. Yeah, my friends. An object, a wee 0.3 by 0.2 inches, quote, emits a reasonable amount of radiation, said Dr. Andrew, the state's chief health officer. Um, he went on to say some good news and bad news about this. Fun fact, the capsule cannot be weaponized. Whew, okay. But if you win the strangest lottery... And of all people in all of the great continent of Australia, it is you who finds it. Here's what to do, (laughs) as stated in that alert that I mentioned just before. Okay, one, stay at least five meters away from it. That's about 15 feet, y'all. Also, that's about the size of a giraffe, if that helps any. Uh, Two, (laughs) I'm here to help. What can I say? Two, report it immediately by calling or dialing uh, 000 professionals will come on down and handle it speaking of which three do not touch it do not put it do not put it in a bag do not put it in your car do not like green green eggs and ham just just don't touch it but again that's if you see it that's if you see it my friends if this capsule like I don't know, ends up in your shoe while you are out walking and was dragged into your home, and it's been ever so close to your body for some unknown period of time, yeah, there's a chance this substance could cause radiation burns or radiation sickness. Quote, People could end up developing redness of the skin and eventually burns of the skin from beta radiation. If it were kept long enough and someone were exposed long enough, they could also have some acute effects including, including impacts on their immune system and gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal system. Just bad shit all around. Uh, oh, by the way, well, I added that part, but Dr. Andrew Robertson said all the other stuff. Now, all of this bad news means needless to say, this roaming capsule needs to be found. And just like when you lose your keys, You start by (laughs) retracing your steps. This is going so well. GPS data from the trucking company had been secured, and the exact route and stops that truck made were scoured over the 900 miles, giving some folks the opportunity of a road trip of a lifetime that I think honestly sounds like something the great doctor of journalism Hunter S. Thompson made up, and here's what I mean. Robertson told The Guardian, Specialist equipment had been requested from agencies, including the Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Safety Agency. Ever heard of it? Quote, what we are looking for is mobile radiation detection equipment that we could put in a car and then drive at a reasonable speed. But you know, there are a number of variables here. It could have been knocked further out into the bush. It could have been picked up and carried in another direction. What we have to look at are all of those options. End quote. Now. I don't know why, but all I can picture is the opening scene from Fear and Loathing, with two men in a car driving at, quote, reasonable speed through a desert, full of paranoia and angst and hopefully drugs. <laughs> you might be picturing a scene out of Mad Max. I mean, honestly, I think both of these films fit the situation just splendidly. Now, <laughs> now, before we talk about the results of this escapade, let it be known that this is just one of many many, 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 uh, let's call them accidents. As reported by Zaria Gorvette of the BBC, since 1950, there have been 32 nuclear weapon accidents known as broken arrows. A broken arrow is defined as an unexpected event involving nuclear weapons that results in the accidental launching, firing, detonating, theft, or loss of the weapon. To date, six nuclear weapons have been lost and never recovered. I'll say that again, to date, six nuclear weapons have been lost and never recovered. As so eloquently stated by Zarya, they're still out there to this day, lurking in swamps, fields, and oceans across the planet. But my friends, I can tell you this, there's at least one less canister full of dangerous goo out there. Hold on to your butts. On February 1st, those hopefully drugged out hot rod heroes, they found this tiny-ass capsule along the Great Northern Highway. Please, round of fucking applause. <laughs> they actually found it. And of course, the first thing they did was tweet about it. From the Department of Fire and Emergency Services account at D-F-E-S underscore W-A, quote, here's the hashtag radioactive hashtag capsule in question, which was found 74 kilometers south of Newman at 11 a.m. today. The capsule has a serial number which has been used to verify that this is indeed the object that has been the focus of our search for the past week, end quote. Head on over to our social media stuffs and have have a look at the screenshot that I'll provide of this tweet and of the capsule, which uh, looks a little dented, but it's safe. (laughs) There it is, right on the ground. Go have a look. Uh, In the official memo that went out, uh, some more details were provided. Uh, It was just laying there two meters from the northbound roadside edge of the highway, and it has been, quote, securely transported in a lead container to Newman for secure overnight storage, where it will then be taken to a WA health health facility in Perth, end quote. Lots of stressing the safety there, and yeah, so I can see why. Uh, And finally, to send this story off, uh, here's one more fun fact about this little guy. If... You found yourself just one meter away, or just three feet from the source for one hour. That would be the equivalent of receiving the radiation dose of 10 X-rays. So I think it's a good thing they found it. After the break, we're leaving Earth, but we're sticking with incredibly dangerous elements. Pack your bags. We're face planting into the sun and it's gonna be great. Stay tuned.
1: Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Kat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities.
0: The Webby Award-winning
1: Box of Oddities podcast from
0: Airwave Media. Hey, everyone. Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you the other ones. (laughs) You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting.
1: 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2 now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 That's why now I'm streaming. Dead. He was just released from jail.
0: Where can I get a drink around here?
1: <laughs> Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice. With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2 rated R now streaming only on Hulu.
0: And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, this isn't going to be a date at the beach, but I certainly hope you brought along a little sunscreen. <laughs> it's the best damn time of the week. It's everyone's favorite news segment. Say it with me now. Let's read from a book, motherfucker. On page 318 of Randall Monroe's What If, Volume 2, a very motherly question was asked, quote, Assuming that SPF works as it purports, what SPF would you need for a one-hour trip to the surface of the sun? Now, like all topics we discuss on this show, uh, there's some good news and there's bad news. And honestly, that just means bad news is actually fucking devastating and the good news is really just kind of all right. But in any case, let's start with the good news first. Uh, You don't actually need a vast quantity of sunscreen to protect your delicate human parts from the horrific levels of UV radiation which wants to ravage your body. For real. Grab yourself just a bottle of SPF 20, and listen to this. Quote, when a sunscreen says SPF 20, it means that it should only let in one 20th of the sun's UV rays, allowing you to stay in the sun 20 times longer before you get sunburned. Near the surface of the sun, the intensity of the heat and radiation is about 45,000 times greater than out here where the earth orbits, so you would need SPF 45,000 just to cancel that out. But, There's also more UV radiation in space in general, since you don't have the benefit of the Earth's atmosphere to protect you. In fact, if astronauts don't have UV-blocking suits, they'd sunburn much more quickly than on Earth. There are stories that Apollo astronaut Gene Cernan tore enough layers of insulation in his spacesuit to get a bad sunburn on his lower back. The mix of UV wavelengths in space is a little different than on the surface of the sun, but overall, the UV index in space might be about 30 times what it is on a sunny day on Earth. This means you'd need another 30-fold increase in protection, bringing the required SPF to 1.3 million. End quote. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Jill, what the fuck? I only have a bottle of SPF 20. You told me to grab that. You're going to kill me. Well, yes and no. (laughs) A little from column A, a little from column B. Uh, Here's more amazing, magical fucking math when it comes to protecting your butt cheeks with a wee bottle of SPF 20. It turns out, my friends, reaching 1.3 million SPF can be done simply by adding just a few thin layers of SPF 20, I'm telling you. Here we go. Quote: If you put on one layer of SPF 20, then only one twentieth of the sun's radiations should reach your skin. That means if you put on a second layer of the same sunscreen, it should reduce that one twentieth by another one twentieth for a total of one four hundredth total reduction, which would be the equivalent of SPF 400. Five layers of SPF 20 sunscreen would be the equivalent to SPF million enough to block the uv at the sun's surface end quote that's right you heard randall five simple layers is all you would need to avoid a sunburn now if you're wondering what the fuck constitutes a layer i looked it up the fda recommends sunscreen be applied 20 microns thick What the fuck is that? Don't worry. I look that up too. (laughs) Uh, Five layers only amounts to the width of a human hair or 100 microns. How about that? Isn't it fucking insane that the width of a human hair can help prevent a sunburn so close to our sun. Now here's the bad part. (laughs) Sunscreen blocks all of this horrendous radiation, but it doesn't protect you from the sun's heat. Whoops. Quote, to successfully block the sun's heat radiation, which is visible and infrared, you would need a much thicker layer of sunscreen, which would itself heat up and boil away. Even a layer of sunscreen 10 meters thick wouldn't protect you from getting cooked. In theory, a large enough ball of sunscreen suspended near the sun's surface could last long enough to protect you, but there's one other problem you need to cover your entire whole body to avoid being vaporized. And it clearly says on the bottle to avoid getting it in your eyes. <laughs> End quote. So my friends, if you want to keep your peepers, find a different spot to hang out for an hour. Um, although I personally would recommend avoiding shopping at a Trader Joe's because you're just as likely to use another body part, lose another body part there, I think. So just avoid that uh, and thank you for joining us today, for rating, listening, subscribing, telling your friends, uh, some good news that they found the lost radioactive capsule in Australia, but the bad news that there's six nuclear weapons still MIA, Uh, you know, a win's a win. Just take it. Just take a win when you can, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, please, above all, stay interesting.